Hey there, guys. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Aaron. And this is the Student Ministry Pour Over Podcast. Where every week we talk about something awesome in student ministry and have a really dope pour over. And this week our pour over is coming from my ultimate favorite roaster. It's in Olympia, Washington. It is called Olympia Coffee. And it's coming from a, a farmer in Columbia. It's a single roast. They call it their San Bastian Reserve. And oh my gosh, it's, it's so, so good, dude. good today. So balanced. We made it over a Chemex with 40 grams of coffee to 640 grams of water. So good. It is uh, flavors, tasty notes are milk chocolate, apple, and sugar cane. And I can confirm I they can, really do taste it. I like, love wow. Easter African coffees yes. so much, especially in the summer and especially iced. And that is like my like favorite thing to do is make ice pour overs in the yeah. summer. But during the winter and the fall, Oh, a, give a, me a Central American, Central South American, American, South American coffee, coffee Colombia. So good. If it says milk chocolate, it's its main one. The extra mm-hmm. is always just to make them feel better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's that so first good. one, the milk chocolate. But I actually could taste oh, the apple. There's a little bit of like so an apple good. pie flavor to this one. So good. Sip and I'll tell you so good. So, anyways, okay. So um, today with our podcast, we just want to like brag a little bit. Can we brag? Can we do that? I'm we're just we're like in geek land for a moment because we have brand or are we new. We're just super excited. We're super excited. We have brand new. We have brand new gear. We got new toys to play with. I this love, is fantastic. I love tech gear, and Woo. this is such a good day. We got brand new mics. Yeah. So what mics are we using now? I think it's a Sure. I, there's SM Seven B. I may have researched way too much and got it super excited. We, you asked then, me the question, but I know <laughs> you looked at me like I also don't have the box in front of me to steal off. Uh, I may have watched way too many YouTube videos on how to use this today. But anyways, here we are. We're using them it is incredible uh this the sound i hope you find it to be far better next week's gonna be even maybe better the because vocal cry won't be so bad maybe right <laughs> next week we'll have a brand new soundboard to go with it where we can have like voice tracks in and there it's gonna a be hot awesome. new guest not hot as in like good looking hot he's good looking. like he is next he week is just let me know with great insight great insight he is a um, a dad of two gen zers next week's podcast is gonna be all about how the church can reach and serve, but actually allow the Gen Z generation to lead up and influence how we reach the next generation. He's not just a dad. Um, he is a, literally a church consultant. He's for brilliant. the purpose of explaining how to do this. How to do. This. And his name is Daryl Kripe. He's incredible. He happens to attend our church. Yeah. Um. But like seriously, the guy I reached out to on the regular basis and say, "Dude, tell me what how to look awesome." Today. So we had to get new gear. So, so when he comes, the the professional good. church consultant comes. We have the gear to show right. off. Right. So, so anyways, we're we're getting today. However, we're talking about we're talking something about we're super passionate about. Super passionate. The power about. of story. Story. So there are different ways to preach, different ways to teach. We are both what I would call more of a narrative way of teaching. Yeah, so we absolutely. are we are very story driven. So Jesus would use stories, parables as we would know, as we know. What them, a flex to exactly. teach. We teach and there's other ways to teach and you can teach in story. Jesus did, so maybe you should do that. Well <laughs> that's how we teach. Um we're communicators naturally, both of us, but we communicate through stories. So you will I'm sure if you go back and listen to any of our previous podcasts, you will know that we like to talk through story. Um, and use our personal story. We're both very vulnerable people because we know that draws people in. So our topic today is story and storytelling. So maybe you felt like you've struggled in the past with storytelling or you've gone to a conference or you've heard this pastor and it's like, wow, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. They're incredible storytellers. The reason why I am Gucci about uh, Judas Smith or a Robert Madu 
is because they're just incredible mm-hmm. stories. I love that you just said Gucci about. I'm all for that. Yeah, I, I stole that from you, actually, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, anyways, it's because they're great storytellers. They suck me in, and they get me wanting to be passionate about what they're passionate about as my story connects with their story. So we're going to give you a few different principles, giving you some resources, some books to read that we have found to be super impactful in our journey of being better storytellers and better communicators. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to help you become a better storyteller. And this is a main thing. If maybe you're not a preacher, I want you to hear this. If you're a parent and you need to communicate to your child on how to be a better child, these storytelling principles um, transcend different roles. So be super excited about what God is going to teach you right now as we become better storytellers to make more disciples. I love stories, and we both are very deeply passionate about stories. And you can see that when we talk about the the preachers that we both resonate with. Yep. You said Judas mm-hmm. Smith a little bit ago. Uh-huh. You, I, I believe you said Gucci about um, I mean, Judas Gucci Smith. about Judas Smith. Uh, but the no reason judgment. why that their sermons and their messages and the way they teach is so powerful is because their truth is always hinged with story. Mm-hmm. And it's throughout. And a personal story. It's Not always... just the story of the Bible, which obviously is personal for us today, but it's a personal story. Like I love it. Judas Smith, who's a dad, he's like, what, 41 or 42. He mm-hmm. brings in his story, his kids into, story, uh, into each story. He brings his wife into the story, which is obviously resonating with most of the people in the room. And so it's not just a story randomly made up. It's often... A real it's life story. It's always something that you can completely like, oh my goodness, I can see myself in your shoes. Yeah. Do you have or, a story as a kid where like maybe your parents use this as an example, as a teaching moment or as a defining moment in your life? I have one. So that's why I'm- Yeah, go ahead and jump in because like, so I'm, I'm sure I have a story do, as a but... kid. Um, I remember in eighth grade, and my siblings are listening to this, they're going to love this. In eighth grade, I really wanted Doc Martens. They were like the You'll hip know shoe, if your student, if like your siblings I it love was, you if they're, they yeah. Text you. I this. wanted, <laughs> right? I really, really wanted them. They were like one hundred fifty dollars, and this is you know in two thousand, two thousand one. You said you went Doc Martens, and I wanted Doc Martens. Oh, they were man. like the thing. They right? were dope now it's red wedding boots, but back then it was it was everything, right? For some so, crowds, still Doc Martens. It's still Doc Martens. Uh, you're right for a lot of our students. So, anyways, I really wanted Doc Martens, and I was so upset because my mom told me no. And I was oh. like, "Excuse me." You just told Jeremy no. Yes, no. How no. could you? Yeah. Well, that was I, I learned that I didn't like the no back then. But why I was so upset was because I had saved up my money. Yeah. And I had one hundred and fifty dollars to buy a brand new pair of Doc Martens. Like I wanted them. I had put like my entire identity in it, and I was like, "You I, were going I, to be Jeremy the I, Doc Martin wear." Yes. So we, <laughs> I love how you put that. That's great. So my mom and I went for this ride because I'm so upset. I'm like, mom, can we go for a ride? Which is a lot of ways in which my parents and I would talk. Like I could spill the guts as a teenager and stuff, right? And so this particular time, my mom and I go, and we're in Kokomo. For anybody who's ever been in Kokomo, Indiana, we're on Dixon Road, and we're driving south. And we're in the right-hand lane of a four-lane highway. And I am like all out tears, right? I want them. And my mom goes, let me explain a story to you. I'm like, okay. So she sucks me into her teaching defining moment in my life by using a story. And yeah. she goes, I know exactly how you feel. And even though you don't think I know, mm. let me tell you my story. She uses her own story as an eighth grader back in the, what, 70s? She goes, remember in the 70s, the big thing, Jeremy, was Levi's. Yeah. I wanted Levi jeans. And I'm like, Levi jeans? How does that apply to my boot story? Well, it essentially was the same thing. Levi's, Levi's jeans for her. What year was this, 2003? Levi's. 2002. 
2002 one. Levi's were at a weird stage where they were not cool. For no, I didn't. Like, I didn't care years. about Levi's. Just give me yeah. cheap jeans, whatever. Actually, it was American Eagle uh, becoming fixed by then. Only way to go back then. Right, still absolutely. Now. Still really is today. Like actually, so. Pants. Anyways, uh, my mom goes, I wanted Levi jeans. I saved up my money for it, and my dad wouldn't let me get them, and I could not understand. I was like, but why? I saved up for it. I was responsible. She goes, yes, but does anything deserve all that you have? Mm. I was like, what? She goes, does anything deserve all that you have? I'm like, what? Explain. She goes, you have $150, right? I'm like, yep. She goes, how much is it going to cost those boots? $150 after tax? She goes, right. So those boots are worth all that you have. Mm. She goes, the Levi's were the same for me. So my mom literally in eighth grade had the exact same story as me, just a different product. And she taught me something. But she taught wow. me a massive life lesson that was actually a defining moment in my life that I can huh. literally articulate for you the direction in which we were driving and what road, all because she used a story to teach me that nothing in this life other than Jesus is worth everything that I have. So wow. she taught this moment, but it, I don't remember this because she told me I couldn't buy boots. I actually would remember it for anger. Now I remember it as a life lesson hmm. because she taught me through a story. So stories are so powerful. I know you guys know this, but this I, as we talk about this pod, in this podcast about stories, I encourage you to go back to your moment hmm. if you have a story like this. And as Aaron just now kind of goes through the different types of stories we want to go through and, and help you the, for you to utilize in your own life as a parent or as a leader. Um, specifically, um, I don't know if you guys ever do change theory, but in change theory, as a leader trying to get change, story is everything and getting them to understand where you want to go in the organization um, as a pastor or whatever. So use your own stories as we think about this, as we talk about this, reminisce in your own stories so that it will help you understand a little bit better about what we're talking about. So take it away, Aaron. What are some of the types of stories that you've researched that you have used over the years in communicating, but specifically we want to talk about today? There are all sorts of different types of stories. And mm -hmm. the power of what you're just talking about with your stories is it's amazing how a story can change an attitude. Yeah. It can make you think and pause a moment to be like, okay, now I can, now I understand where you are. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about a lot with the Power of Moments book, which if yep. you haven't read a book yet, read Power the Power of Moments. Moments do because it. you said something in there, and I don't even know if you said this, but a story is a moment changer. It completely yeah, it's a defining moment, right? It yeah. puts pause mm -hmm. that, or not even pause, it highlights yeah. a moment that you remember. I mean, you remember a story from, I don't know, 15 years ago. That, I wish it was 15 years ago. But yeah, it's actually almost 20 years see, ago. You're the it's math 19, teacher, 20 so. years ago. It's, I mean, it was, it yeah. was far enough ago. ago but almost I mean, two decades. Oh, my gosh. But you remember the direction. You remember how you felt. You remember yep. all the emotions because what it did in your moment were highlights. Because yeah. a story in that situation, your mom was in some ways way above you. Not in some ways. In all ways. She in said, all ways. She is, said, to you this cannot yes. buy these boots. A fun story. She bought me the boots because mm -hmm. I was willing to learn. Isn't that amazing? How can... So I got to keep my $150 and got the boots. Woo! See, it hasn't worked often in my life, there. but it did in that one moment. Hey, Anyways, moral continue. Moral story, Sorry. just do the right thing and don't throw a Listen fit. to your mom. Listen to your mom, even though Do the right uh, thing and don't throw a fit. Oh, that's a life leader. lesson. Anyways, so... I had such a good thing. I was going to say right there. Oh, so you're, sorry. Oh, power stories. Power it stories. It lowers the playing field for everyone. It lowers the emotional playing field. The emotion field. field yeah. The emotions. Um, in that oh, situation, great. your mom, authority-wise, was so far above you that you were your divide was mm. great. You're coming from here. I'm coming from here. But when you share a story, 
the relatability lowers. So We're like, have you ever had a situation as a leader where there's a gap between what you're trying to communicate and the person who is listening's ability to understand what you're trying 100%. to say? Yeah, so that's the gap you're talking yeah. about. Like the, as a parent to a, a child situation, it brings together because I would have never understood my mom or even cared what my mom was actually saying had she not brought in that personal story that made us connect. Yeah. And so that's what you're saying. And it's so really in ministry, this is one type of story that we can land on a lot. And before we get there, it's called a vulnerable story. Yeah. But there's four types of stories. I learned these in Bible college and I had to research my notes. Remember, Aaron, <laughs> what were these stories that you learned so long? Because some of them come so natural and just part of a rhythm. Right. Mm -hmm. But the four types of stories are an origin story or, or a genesis, genesis story, story as we like to call it and it creates context yeah. for why you exist mm -hmm. for yeah. reasons i mean it's important to share a vision and share it all the time and so people your leaders your students know why you exist and you need to share stories so the genesis story is kind of like the basic why story like 100%. why where you've come here. from why we're here what's the basis the foundation of who we are is it yeah it's story? um the note i have here that says it must be factual oh that's good emotional yeah, at the same time though and have ideological, I, ideological. Word. Thank you. It's a hard word. It is. It's, it's incredible. Word. I got it right. Um, ideological truth. Fanatics. Fanatics. Whatever. Yes. Okay. Anyways, ideological truth is our why. It's your why story. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. So good. What's the next one? Um, value of story. Share your values. Sh shine a light on your culture. So mm. that really builds off. Those two build yes. off of each other. They do. So these are really leadership in your leadership, leading your leaders, um, bringing your student leaders in on the same page as you. Share your values of why we exist. And also to your greater community, why they know, and mm -hmm. then vulnerable. And I, this is where so vulnerable, a vulnerable story. We're not talking about, we're not giving you principles on how to tell a story. We're actually telling you different stories that give you to the grander story. So type of what yes. you're trying to accomplish. So type one: Genesis story and origin yes. story, value story. And these are great in organizations. These are great for those, but a vulnerable story, in particular, for teaching, preaching, and discipleship moments, mm -hmm. absolutely are vital. Me and you both talk about a lot is the importance of authenticity on stage. Absolutely. And being vulnerable. I Nothing bothers me more than when someone gives a vague, like, you, we, we all know how we feel here, and they don't uh -huh. talk about what's actually going right. on. That yeah, moment. that's so obnoxious. So being vulnerable, it drives emotional impact by mm -hmm. shedding light on something that you might not normally share with the world. And understand your level of vulnerability. I mean, I know that any of our listeners are going to understand this at at a basic level, but we really want you to think about this. Your level of vulnerability needs to match where you want your listeners to go. Correct. So if you're um, a student ministry pastor like us, and you're, and I'm, I can teeter on being too vulnerable at times, and so I have to be very cautious on um, how vulnerable I'm being. Yeah. So, like, let me give an example of if you go to our student ministry YouTube channel, Grace One Four Six Students. Back in June, I got very vulnerable in a video that yes. said, um, this you know, is "Your essence. battle plan this is to not being." Um, your battle plan and saying no to porn. Yeah. Well, I opened it up by saying, let me tell you when I first looked at porn. Mm -hmm. And then dropped it right there. Because I wanted the students who were listening to this, or even parents who were listening to this video, to immediately go to that moment because we needed to go there. Mm -hmm. So I went really deep, really, really fast because that's the level in which I wanted my audience to go. In most settings, I would never do that. So yeah. understanding where... like. Going back to almost like to a storyboard of how you're going to create your story and where you're going to communicate. These vulnerability moments, I'm, I'm most afraid of this one. I think all of us are mm -hmm. because it's easier to go too far or, or not far enough in our vulnerability. To Allow your vulnerability to match is. it. Yeah. yeah. The line is where you want your audience to go. Yeah. Your story doesn't need to be, you don't need to, you got to be so cautious of what details you share if you're a small group leader. It is the most powerful of out of all these types of stories. Most powerful in a good way and a bad way. Well, I Both, have I have I have people that have shared disciple in discipleship settings vulnerable stories when I was at an age where in my personal story I was trying to figure things out. 
Right. And they were too vulnerable with me. Mm. And I abuse their vulnerabilities to justify things in my life. Right. So there's a line we have to teeter of like, okay, where do you share? You have to figure that out. Right. But you said with like where your audience needs to go. There's mm. so much power in this story. It's an amazing tool. We have to make sure that we use it correctly. So a, a vulnerable story, um, it, 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 I, I like how you write this in our notes. It humanizes your experience to allow your audience to not just relate and connect but also to make it applicable for them at the back end. So you don't share a story just to share a story unless you're a comedian. Yeah. To get a laugh. You share a story to teach a point, to get to a point mm -hmm. for growth. And so what I love about the vulnerable story and how you phrase this here is that it drives an emotional impact by shining light on something that you actually know. So if anybody's struggling with something, they often think they're on their own. They think they're an anomaly. They think that they're the worst. By you as a speaker, as a communicator, as a parent, or as a leader, communicating this vulnerably from your own perspective, it actually makes the conversation normal and normalizes yeah. it. It normalizes in a good way, I think, the problem that somebody else might be experiencing. If you never go there, one, you're not a humble leader. Let's be real. Like uh, you, Parents, you need to be humble. You Small group leaders, you need to be humble. You and I need to be humble. We yeah. are not the experts. We are the experts in that we are the ones that have experienced it maybe before them, but we need to bring them and let them know that we've experienced it with them. The expert, you might be the expert in the room. If you're teaching, you probably are, but your students already Sometimes. know that <laughs> right. and you don't yes. need to be flexing on them. Absolutely. About that. And what it does is people lean in. It's the hook, yep. right? Like and, and strategically, but also in your comfort level, when you share a story where they can relate, all boundaries are broken down. The walls mm -hmm. break down where they're like, okay. Yeah. If he's willing to go or she is willing to go there, yeah. then where, where can, can I, I go? go? Absolutely. Again, yeah. you again the vulnerable story. It's a bridge story. The builder. way oh gosh, it is. I love how it's a bridge story. I love how you put that. It could almost even be a another way to describe this. Because again, I want to rehash this really quickly as we go into our fourth style, our type of story. Um you before you get super vulnerable, think through what level of vulnerability you want your audience or your listener to go to. If it's your kid, if it's your students at church or at school or wh what have you, whatever your experiences are, what your situation is, you need to make sure your vulnerability matches that your level of expectation for them. The other thing, so our fourth type of story is personal story. Yeah. But this personal story, I love how you put in the very first, our bullet point onto this, that a personal story is sharing what, who's the story that you're sharing? not about you. It's not your personal story. It's a personal story about somebody else, which is kind of like a parable in yeah. Jesus' case, right? Mm -hmm. So share with us a little bit what you mean by a personal story and what might be an example of that. So I think a great way to do this is testimony stories. Mm, so last great. night, I want, you to, I want you to share a little bit more. And I put this here because in some ways, personal stories, especially in middle school ministry, um, are vital. I shared a story a couple weeks ago about how I burnt down my uh, dorm. And it, <laughs> it was a hook story. It was also vulnerable, but it had a hybrid version. It was a little funny, whatever. Middle right. school. It wasn't necessarily vibro. It was. It was more of a, a, a personal story. But a it personal wasn't story yeah. is not about you. It's in your It's about your organization and it's mm. or your ministry. So right. we have two students that you brought in last night to be yeah. interviewed. Yeah. So our high school ministry for last week for last night and then this next weekend we're doing a two week series called Faith in Conversations, mm -hmm. where we're bringing in alums. So these are students who've already graduated high school, they've gone through our high school ministry, and they're in college or in careers. In this case, they're all four happen to be college students and all come from different backgrounds and are different schools. Uh, three of them left state. One of them is actually not that far away, um, although still not living at home. And we're having them talk about their own personal faith stories. 
Now, I could talk about mine from 15 years ago. Absolutely. Or I could have students that they just saw on stage a year ago or in their small groups or in the lobby or whatever, right, um, in videos, what have you, come and share their own personal journeys. Yeah. It's their peers. Mm -hmm. These personal stories, for depending on who you are and what you do, it, it could be um, in a positive way. Don't do it as in a gossip or a negative. It needs to be, again, defining, building up moments. It could be like, hey, I want to share with you what we've done in 2020 as yeah. an organization. Don't tell me stats. Yeah. Tell me stories. There's like, a big difference. A personal story absolutely. drives the actual connection because it's not just a stat. It's not like, hey, we just reached 50 people last year. Our church grew by 50 people. No, you're saying, hey, let me share with you three or four examples of the 50. 100%. And it makes it, I, 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 the, this is the way which we phrased it with a situation that I, I handled last week in our church. I said, hey, I want you to focus on something. Those people, these few people who were working on a project together was a little bit of a disagreement. And one of them was looking at it from the very high level, um, like we had to put together 1,500 boxes for 1,500 families, right? Mm -hmm. And there was two ladies who wanted to be really specific with 10 of them. Yeah. And they're like, we can't do that. And it's like, oh, hold on, you're right for 1,500. But we can be really personal with 10 of them. Yeah. Because they know their face, they know their names, and we can now celebrate those 10 to 15 very unique stories about what God is doing in our church yeah. through a Christmas box. Something you've always said is, especially when it's a broad scale, I remember even when I was in a much smaller church in a much smaller situation, saying, I feel like I'm losing students through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And it feels that way and always when you're like leading people, you feel like, I'm losing people. But you've always said... And it's, it's, it's such an important thing to remember. Do it for the one which you wish you could do for everyone. Yes. I, I learned that actually at Andy Stan, from Andy Stanley oh, at Andy a um, Catalyst One Day conference in like 2013. And a whole emphasis on his leadership talk was if you can't do it for the one, you can't do it for any. Yeah. Because it's really all about the one. Every time, if you're you're talking about 5,000 people, if you're talking about five people, you're always really doing it for one. It's about one face. And because God is God and he knows all people, he's able to do it always for the one. I think about Psalm 139, where it talks about how God knows each and every one of us while we're in our mother's womb. Yeah. He knows the number of hairs on our head currently. Mm -hmm. um, and he knows the nth degree of us. Yeah. We, when we're telling about our stories, when we're, when we're communicating for change, we're communicating for Jesus' transformation. If we're pastors, if we're parents, if we're leaders, if we're teachers, if we're whatever our role are, we should be doing that as Christians. Yeah. And to do that, it needs to be in a Genesis story, in a value story, in a vulnerable story. But to really drive it for people, bring in their peers, do it in a personal story format. I think this works really, really, really well, not just in a church context, but I think it actually works really well in a business setting Absolutely. because that's how you actually celebrate what you're doing. If that's you're true. Apple, what do they do? What's the commercials? My favorite commercials was like three years ago oh, yeah. where they had like hundreds of people in these different colors and they were running yeah. down the streets. And all I could think of is I wanted to be in that, I wanted to be in that running. Or even, even I wanted an Apple yeah. phone just because I wanted to be wearing a blue shirt. Or even more so with like the Nike ads where it's... Um, Everyone's a fitness body. I forget yes. that. Yes, and they try to put you into the picture. And they put you in the picture. With this, or even when they go to a personal story, Apple's done a really good job with this, their Apple watches. So yes. right, you have a Genesis story, you have a value story. This is the why, and this is what we value, and this is why we value the Genesis story. This is why we do mm. this. But yeah. the personal stories, the proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. Moment. So it's like, okay, so you we want you to buy this apple watch we want you to do this thing we want we want we're going to sell you on this and this is why because when you do this 
this happens. Right. If you get an Apple Watch and you need an EKG on your wrist, it, you're going to fall and right. it's going to fall with fall detection. That type of that level. But for students, we're saying we it is important for you to be a member of this community. It is important for you to be a member of what we're doing here to buy in our vision. We want you to right. grow closer to God and our community, whatever your values are. Show them your values through your students. Yeah, amen. And so with last night, I, we talked about this a lot. Every youth pastor's dream is the seniors that have graduated and come back uh-huh. and get to see it's where the they best are. Thing everyone some of them, is super, you're super proud, and some of them are like, I want to wring your neck because <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard anything. Last right. night was proof is in the pudding. Yes, For absolutely. those girls up there to share where they are mm. right and now. those ladies are amazing because they've, they've taken the words in which we've shared with them, the encouragement we've had, and they've, they've expounded upon it. On a personal thing. They're the greatest influence you have in the room. So what are some stool, or some stools, some tools rather, <laughs> that we can share to help them um, be a better storyteller today, very simply. But also we want to make sure you hear this, that these individual stories are different. If you'd like to engage with us more, we can give you better um, insights on each individual one, uh, which one you need to use for this coming weekend or whatever. Yeah, but let us know if you want some, to hear more about this. What are want, some tools that, that you can give them? I want each of us to share a little bit. I'll share my first one. Okay. I, each of us came with a tip. You have a book you really want them to read. Absolutely. And um, Which I have it in my Amazon card. I need to read it. But um, yeah, a it story now. log. Story log. Oh, a story so log. So Explain what a story log I is. I had this guy in uh, 2016. I was a junior in college. Um, that shows my age. I'm, I'm, I'm a young guy. But um, his name is Dan Smith. He's at Momentum Christian Church in Cleveland, uh-huh. um, Ohio. And he said, start keeping track of your stories. Number one, you will have, and it's like just personally, you have something happen, start thinking in story form. Like, okay, this mm-hmm. happened to me today. Yeah. Write it down. This. this is great. Real short, like, what was the theme? And discipleship-wise, think about this. Where can I see God in this? And so I would yeah. have to choose, like, okay, I was very prideful in this moment. And I'll just type a real quick note. I, uh, this old guy at church shared a story about how much he loved his wife and that they've been together since 1945. I wrote that down. I had a professor. So you say write it down. How do you collect them? Like, do you have a I notebook? Put, do you have a computer? It's really notes app? I have my notes app and I pin it at the top. Okay. And it's super simple. And everyone can do it differently. But I choose a topic and then I put the story. Real vague. I got lost mm. hiking. I put story about getting lost. So that you hiking. can retell the stories. These are not stories yeah. you've told, but stories that you can tell later. So this is stories oh, okay. you tell later. Yeah, but this eventually, is good. I will be in a situation where I am. I need a story for a message. And there's nothing worse than when you're sitting there and, or you're using curriculum. It's like, come up with a story for this. And you're sitting there like, I have no idea if no, I've ever sorry. been in this situation. And then the danger is to start just making stuff up. Right. Or to just give a very shallow, not powerful story. So I started keeping track of them. And then when I would share them, I'd put a date next to it. So, okay, That's I shared good. this. So I would not get in a situation where, okay, I've shared my story, but I've shared this element 10 times this year. Maybe I should not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I've shared this element this time. Or eventually I was able to make this as a, my stories a tool for myself. So I was always innovating, coming up with new stories. Mm-hmm. I was always able to use my current moments to create content for the future and see right. how God was working. So it was so many cool moments. So just start. Get a notes app, mm. right at the top, stories for messages, and start accountings for stories. If you think, wow, that's a really good sermon illustration, or that's a cool situation, right? And down. just make it. Just make it. Or it doesn't need to be overly simple. It can be overly simple. It doesn't have to be complex super or Super simple. Just start logging it. I, I have written, down, I written down super wacky things about like, okay, this waitress spilled an entire platter of food on my lap. I write that down because <laughs> there might be a moment 
where I need a story about disappointment. I, you know what I mean? And, and for so, everybody who wants to know, I'm literally doing this right now because I've never done this before. And so, and honestly, my, and I'm, I'm telling this my story log. And today, I, um, I will say I'm very sad. Um, I had it in my notes app for years, and I need to go find it because during quarantine, I lost some of it. And oh, I am no! freaking out about it inside. Ooh. I had two of them going. So I would suggest Apple made this new thing where you can pin it. Yeah. But it's super simple. It's just write on the top of your note, story log, and just keeping track. Because yeah. that way, God can use your personal story. And when students start to see your vulnerable moments in your everyday life, they will start to relate with you when you're preaching, when you're teaching, when you're leading people. Mm. And you can become a master storyteller even if it isn't your greatest natural gift. Absolutely. Okay, here's another can. I've got two things for you that I think will help you be a better storyteller or maybe better in writing your stories to make it a teachable moment. One, I highly encourage you to go buy this book. It's Creativity, Inc. Um, it's written by, uh, is it, oh, is it, by, is it Ed? Ed it's the guy um, from Pixar. Cartman. Yeah, it's the guy from Pixar, the one who created Pixar, and he writes... The first half of the book explained to you, if you're curious on how this is, I think it's so fascinating, on how they wrote the story, Toy Story, the movie, mm. and how they rewrote the story multiple times. And and then it, it, it's so beautiful because he talks about how every story is essentially written the same way. Um, it's a great resource. It's a great book. It's a little long, but it's seriously my favorite book, other than the Bible, I'm supposed to say that, uh, that I've ever read. The other um, resource I highly encourage you to go do, there's a lot of free resources online. You don't have to pay them for everything, is StoryBrand. Um, okay. It's I have not an heard incredible, this it, it's, it, there's a book. There's a, if you go to storybrand.com, it's an incredible resource on how to write stories, understanding who the hero of the story is. Um, <clears throat> it's not you, it's your audience. Um, and putting them in that story space or that hero space. And then there's a guide, which, oh, by the way, that's you and the storyteller. Um, so if you want to know how to write better stories to communicate them better, that's a, an excellent resource as well. Well, this we're about to, to end our podcast um, here, guys. But we just want to quickly summarize. Storytelling is everything. Absolutely everything. Everything. So it's your you greatest tool. To be a great communicator. If you want to be a great discipleship maker, use stories. So really quick. Here's a four different types of stories that we encourage you to start using today. A Genesis story, it creates context for why you as an organization exist or why you as a family do things the way you do. Um, value stories, again, they share your values. They, they shine a light into the culture that you have, hopefully in a good way. Number three, vulnerable stories. Again, if you go write a vulnerable story on the level in which you want your audience to go. So be as vulnerable Ooh, as you want them to be vulnerable. That's such a good so line important. to the level of the audience that we want them to go. So Number good. four is we just spent most of the podcast talking about a personal story that is not always your own. It's also written about somebody else mm -hmm. because it's about somebody else. And that is an interview. That is a testimony of somebody else sharing their story to drive the point home. It's an example. Absolutely. Story. So again, go make a story log. Go read about story brand. Learn how to write a story really well. The seven steps to a great story. And then if you want some inspiration from one of the best stories ever told, really, in my opinion, is the uh, Toy Story. Um, go read Creative Creativity, Inc. Go put it in your Amazon cart. Ask for it for Christmas from someone. Go get incredible. that book. Um, be sure to give us reviews if you can. Yes, you please. Are, give us five stars. Whether you're on if you're Apple willing, if you're Podcast or Spotify or whatever you use, please give us a five star if you are so willing. We, will we ask appreciate for five it. stars. But also, we, we also want give to us earn that. Honest feedback. Yes, we, we want, we to, want to earn that. Absolutely. So if you feel no as if fluff. you have give real, real feedback, like, you know yeah. what, I really feel like this is a two star podcast, 
Put it there, but please be honest with us. Yeah, and let us know how we can grow because we want to be here to resource you. It is our goal that we can help you be a discipleship maker like never before. Absolutely. We want to support you in being the person that God has called you to be, whether it's in ministry, whether it's a parent, whether it's at work, or whether it's being a student. We want to help you be um, more like Christ than ever before. Absolutely. So go be a great storyteller and bless somebody with your story of Jesus today. We'll Love see you guys. you guys next week.